Well, Amy, I mean, you know, first off, what's going on? How's how's life down in Columbus? Uh, I I prefer to refer to it as like the insurance capital of the world, but that might be a little biased. I mean, uh, what's been going on down in in in, uh, in nationwide with you guys? Well, you know, the nice thing about being in Columbus is everything is second to the Ohio State, but we are, I think, the biggest fish in the pond here in Columbus besides the Ohio State University. And uh, so Nationwide continues to grow and prosper and do well from a collective enterprise. A lot of people forget that in, dish, in addition to being a, you know, an $18 billion property and casualty operation, we're a very, very big financial services company as well. So when you look at the collective revenue of our enterprise, it's it's over $45 billion, and, um, you know, we're in the, in the Fortune 60s ranking, um, so a, a big company and continuing to grow and do well overall. Um, and uh, we continue to also, just to add a little local flavor, bring more and more of our operations and employees into Columbus, the city. Uh, we have a pretty big uh, real estate investment part of our company, and we're doing a lot of redevelopment here. So in the Grandview Yards area and, and other parts of town, we are um, expanding our footprint and uh, making an impact on the city. Yeah, you mentioned, I got. I have to ask this really quick, Amy, because I just, I, as a parent myself, we had touched briefly on, on your kids and some of the recent activities, but uh, what is the end of November like every year in your family? Because if I'm correct, you have kids that either are currently attending or have rec- or have graduated from Ohio State and Michigan. You know, it's, it is a lot of fun. Uh, my husband and I uh, fly the house divided flag that's half a Michigan M and half a um, Buckeye. Um, and it, it's a lot of fun. And you're correct. My daughter and her husband are both Buckeyes. And um, my son is a Wolverine. And he actually got his undergraduate from U of M and now is getting a master's there. <clears throat> he was on the men's rowing team at Michigan. And so we, I try to take them to a game every other year when it's here in Columbus. And um, it's, it's a ton of fun. Is it- uh, depending on which child I'm with it is which gear I wear. I have two sets of gear. I have maize and blue, and I have scarlet and gray, And but on that day, at that game, I wear white. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like, as, as, a, as a parent, I, I don't know what I would do in that situation, because I don't know that I could bring myself to, 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 to do the maize and blue. I, I, I commend you for that, but I feel like I might be a bad parent at some point in the future if that ever happens to me. Well, and, and uh, one other fact about me is I was born and raised near Battle Creek, Michigan, so the, oh. the maize and blue didn't make me as itchy as it might other parents. So were you kind of secretly planting seeds? Was this like kind of like a covert mission all along, or what, what, was, the, what was the agenda? Did you... Oh, no parent intentionally plants seeds to pay out-of-state tuition. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Well said. That's another good pointer. All right. Well, because I mean, I know it's such a big thing down there, and 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 um, and just you know, having having kids and stuff like that is is uh, always a challenging thing. But you know, kind of back to nationwide and being you know uh, at the center of everything. One of the things that you know I think uh, I'm kind of curious about um, is is where did you get started? I mean, you, you you came from Michigan apparently, but how did you find your way down to Columbus and and get you know get into the insurance game basically? So I actually started in my first job 
actually being paid other than babysitting was in an insurance agent's office. I worked at a, um, I was the girl back when I really was a girl. I was the girl in a Michigan Farm Bureau's agent's office. And my grandmother was the office manager in the independent agent's office that was across the street on Main Street in this little town where I grew up. So being in the insurance business was something that was always uh, in my consideration set. And when I graduated from college, I went to Bowling Green State University in in northwestern Ohio. I uh, came out of college and went to work for a company called Great American Insurance, which is a Cincinnati-based company, and and worked with them. Um, And so I've really been in insurance my whole working career. Now, like 90% of folks you would talk to, I kind of ended up there a little bit by accident, but it's been a it's a terrific business to be in, and I'm very proud to to be. in the industry, and then I came to work for Nationwide almost 22 years ago. Um, my husband and I have been corporate gypsies. We've moved all over the eastern part of the country, and um, but Columbus is home because this is where our mothership is, and, and we love it here, and, and it feels like home now. Yeah, that, that is fascinating. I mean, it, it is that, like you said, I, I don't know if Nationwide has an official stat. I'd be curious, but like 90% of people who just kind of get into this by accident, uh, it, is there anything to that? I mean, because a lot of people that most of the people that do, they find themselves loving it. And do you, do you have any sort of insight into, you know, one, why that is and two, you know, how does that, how does that like kind of develop the industry as it is? Because people do end up finding a great kind of deep passion for it. Well, I think it's because in companies like nationwide and the industry in general have a noble purpose. And, um, you know, we, we enable the economic engine of the country. And once people, their companies enabling economic growth and helping people put their lives back together it's it um, it makes you feel better about the way you're earning a living um, now I do I do see uh, more and more colleges creating insurance programs risk management programs of course there's always been the actuarial track but um, the other really big emerging space is data and analytics. And, of course, all kinds of industries are using data and analytics. But as more and more insurance companies and big brokers rely on data and analytics, I think that's going to attract new talent into the industry as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, as you talk about the education and the, you know, the programs that are becoming available, the different kind of segments and things that we're kind of branching out into, what from all of the insurance that you've seen throughout your career, what have you, is there something, a common thread to where you're saying this is really something that I find people excel at, like a skill set or, or just something about an individual or an area of the business that you find to be the most impactful? I'll, I'll answer the question a little bit differently, but sure. I think it's, it's, a, it's a cousin of what you're asking, which would be, I think, the skill set that's needed today where I see people excel is adaptability. While the core of what we do as an industry hasn't changed, that noble purpose hasn't changed, how we do it, how we go to market, what agents need, what consumers expect, and how people work is just changing faster than ever. And people who demonstrate adaptability are the ones who are really rising to the top and succeeding. 
Speaking of that adaptability, this I think this is the thing that is kind of you know one of the the big things on everybody's mind when you talk about nationwide. I mean, you guys are are going through a bit of a of an ad- adaptation yourselves. I mean, what what does it look like from that agent that you have kind of done business with in the past to, you know, where you're trying to get to um, with you know kind of going more towards the independent route and and ultimately, you know, what does that agent look like maybe five or ten years from now? So let me give you just a, a little bit of uh, background, and then I'll, I'll address that question. But today we have relationships with about 12,000 agents across the country, and that might be a, a one-man shop in Lima, Ohio, and, and all the way up to the biggest brokers here in the United States. Of those 12,000, about uh, 10,000 are independent agents and brokers, and then 1,700 as of year-end 2018 are in our exclusive or captive model. So between those two, we have almost 100 years of history of doing business with agents. People think that because we're uh, converting our captive or exclusive agents to the independent model, that means we're new to the independent world, Um, but we've actually been going to market through our Harleysville brand or our allied brand for um, over 90 years with independent agents. Also, our farm and ag team goes to market through independent agents, and then we've got a a big uh, excess and surplus operation, the company formerly known as Scottsdale, now Nationwide ENS, which uh, goes to market through through wholesalers. So we've already always had a pretty broad footprint with regard to how we go to market. But that has also led to a lot of complexity, so we've made the decision that we're moving to all independent agents and brokers. So as I think about what that agent looks like uh, five years from now, hey, the, the industry is moving fast in the agency and broker space. I think between the consolidation that's happening, uh, where the big are getting bigger, and the aggregation that's happening for those who aren't being acquired, they're joining some kind of a membership organization to get the benefits of being part of something bigger. So between consolidation, um, aggregation, and then this expansion of these um, independent retail models where they're independent agents but they're coming together under a single retail brand, um, it, it's, it's very rapidly changing. So I see five years from now bigger, larger agents, the big are going to continue to get bigger. Many, many agents are going to be a member of something that's bigger than just their individual agency location. And I imagine that that's, that's, a, that's a concept that is a little hard for, again, like you said, that one person shop to, to maybe grasp and or maybe be okay with. And, and, and talking about simplifying just that overall, is this, I mean, if you had to, if you had to take kind of your, your, your opinion on this, of the simplification, is this on a on an agency side as well as you know nationwide taking the brands and and kind of reducing that complexity? Were you hearing from the consumers like this doesn't make sense? Is there an advantage to just really um, putting everything under one roof? And and who is it ultimately serving and, and going to have the better experience? I'm I'm assuming it's just to make things easier for people to know that listen, Nationwide has a really strong brand, like you said, one of the biggest uh, insurance companies in the world. Uh, what does that look like for you guys? So I think it's really, if you look at all three angles of that, if you think about the consumer today, if they were, we, one of the first parts of our organization and all those brands we brought together was claims. And there was a point in our history where, you know, claims associates 
sometimes show up in the branded polo shirts. Our claims associated associates needed a lot of brands on the front of their polo shirts because <laughs> it would have nationwide allied Harleysville, Titan, Victoria, uh, and so so from a consumer perspective, they're buying a nationwide product and they know they're they've got the nationwide brand standing behind them and that's really powerful. And they're no longer confused by the fact the agent is saying to them, well, I'm selling you a policy from Allied, but it's really nationwide. From an agent perspective, it simplifies things because along with this unification of the agency model, we are transforming our operating platforms to go to one product. So today in a state, it could be that the exclusive agent and the independent agent were selling two different policy contracts and two different brands at two different price points. And, and today we're just bringing all that together. And then as, as I think about our associates, I mentioned the claims associates earlier. It, it simplifies things, everything from service all the way through claims um, to say, you know, we are going to the market as one nationwide. Yeah, and, and I'm assuming there's that, you know, simplification again on the agent maybe distribution force. So what, I mean, what really drove that kind of decision to say the independent guys are, are where we need to be right now? Well, many things. So first of all, you know, one of the thing that, things that differentiates Nationwide from other companies is the diversity of our products. You know, we do uh, personal lines, and we're well known for that. We're the largest insurer of small commercial in America. We're the largest insurer of farms and ranches in America. Ag, I mentioned earlier, our ENS um, program, and we have started and grown uh, very quickly a private client organization that serves more high net worth personal lines customers. So with that variety of offering that we have, the channel that's best able to match up with us across that breadth is the independent channel. The other piece of that, that's a um, broad industry fact is over the last 10 years, the direct-to-consumer carriers have grown personalized market share and they've taken it from exclusive or captive companies. For the most part, independent agents have held market share in the personalized space. And then lastly, independent agents hold the lion of, lion's share of the market share for commercial. And we are leaning in to grow even more in small commercial, to grow in the middle market space. And to do that, you, you really need to do that with independent agents. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that is a fascinating kind of look at it. And for whatever reason, independence, you know, we are good at what we're good at, you know, for, for lack of a better term, we certainly have our faults from time to time. But um, I mean, the, the level of insurance that you guys kind of operate in is, is pretty vast. But when you look at the independent space, I mean, if you were to say today, like, what are you most excited about from the independent side of things, like the most opportunity that you see? I mean, we talked a little bit about small commercial, personal lines, something that you feel a lot of independent agents that you want to do business with are, are equipped to handle well. Well, when you're, when you're good at as many things as we are, it's, had to, it's hard to say, here's, here's the one piece, but I would say um, it is commercial sure. in general, and I would say small and middle. 
um, and there's a highly technical term for you, but the small and middle commercial space, you know, we have a lot of capabilities um, and runway to grow there, and we do continue to see um, independent agents doing very well in that space. Yeah, and you know, one of the big things we kind of push in on, on you know, for agents is kind of really focus in not even just on you know smaller middle, but really focus in on specific industries and things like that. And how I guess how advanced do you guys see things getting with with nationwide with your ability to kind of um, make things you know easier, better, faster, whatever it is um, to to kind of handle where business is going, the expectation of that consumer. We touched upon it a little bit, but how do we how do we take insurance from the, the process it is today and, and, and help, you know, everybody kind of do it a little bit better? I think that's something the whole industry is talking about and, and, and focusing on. We're making significant investments. I mentioned earlier we are um, we have bitten off the major investment of um, replacing our legacy policy administration systems, which is something that every carrier, if they're not struggling with it yet, is going to have to deal with it. So we're replacing our, our legacy systems, and that really gives us platforms that are much more flexible and faster to change, easier to um, add on to. Uh, the other piece I, we are is uh, doggedly focusing on how do we become the easiest and fastest to do business with where it matters. Mm. In not all lines of business for independent agents, is it about speed and ease? Um, it's, all, it's also about expertise in certain, in certain spaces. So I think what I would say is we're spending a lot of time to, with agents to understand deeply what matters most when. So when you're talking with agents about their private client customers, it's really about having the, the richness of your policy coverages, the expertise of your claims associates, um, and so we're really focusing on what matters most when for the sectors where we're we're uh, going to market. Yeah, that's 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 fascinating. So, uh, do you have any more examples? I'm because uh, that is, I think, important. We get we get kind of distracted a lot by things that aren't maybe nearly as important at the right time. And and how what what are some of the maybe guiding principles that you guys have around identifying the things that matter at the right time? So let's talk about, for example, in the personal line space, we have invested. A great example would be we're currently have invested in and are rolling out a product that will enable, um, a capability actually, that enables an agent to get a home and auto quote and bind completed in under five minutes. We're calling this Nationwide Express. Wow. And it, um, we, we actually think we're going to get it down to under three minutes. That'll be the right tool for agents to use with, with their customers in some, um, some situations. Some agents are really excited about the opportunity to use this as a tool with their centers of influence in their community. So whether it's the realtors that they do business with or the estate planners or the car dealers, depending on the agent's model, to be able to, to, be able to get something out there in the market where you can turn around, quote, and bind, on, on two policies in that period of time. For the right customer, that could be the exact right thing to do. So um, bringing the tools to the table to fit, to fit the circumstance. 
Another great example of something we're working on is how do we take claims and the simplest of claims and make that a process where the customer can virtually settle the claim themselves almost instantly. On the other spectrum, though, for those most complex customers and those most um, valuable customers, how do we bring to bear uh, the, the coverages and the expertise and the resources that really make a difference? So an example here is I mentioned earlier we are the leading writer of farms and ranches in America. One of the biggest challenges facing farm owners is succession of that small business and how to pass that family farm on to the next generation in a way that is economically viable. And so we brought in um, experts from our nationwide financial uh, group that created a, a product and a, pro a process called Land is Your Legacy. And it really helps educate the farmer and their family on how to, how to pass the farm and fund the passing of the farm from one generation to the next. So they, so uh, we're not the only ones with perpetuation issues, is what you're telling me, Amy? We are not the only ones with perpetuation issues. Well, that's good to know. At least there's there's uh, there's comfort in the strength in numbers or something like that. I think. You know, one of the things that kind of hit me there is you know doing the the home and auto in you know five you know minutes three minutes. Um, have you guys found? I'm I'm just curious. This is my own personal kind of question. Have you found that there is certain thresholds with time? As, as in, boy, if it takes seven minutes, I'm out. But five, you got me. Or again, back to the, you know, from the five to the three, are there certain shifts to where it's really going to dramatically impact somebody's ability to get that policy taken care of? So we have an extensive user, um, user testing group here. And interestingly enough, one of the observations is people are a little suspicious of something that's too fast. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to find this balance and remember this is a tool that we're really trying to help provide in provide agencies so it really depends on the agent's model and um, how they want to use the tool I I perceive that most agents who are really excited about this see this as a way to hook a consumer in to a longer conversation because the agent really adds value to that potential customer through the consultation and the advice that they give in a longer conversation, but the fact that they can get a quote and bind that quickly gets them to the part of the conversation they want to have much faster, rather than spending a lot of time collecting information. Yeah, I think I think everybody in the world, well, every insurance agent in the world, just agreed with you on that because I mean, I I, I don't even want to add up the number of hours we have spent just putting information into things and then doing doing like minimal things with it. So that's fantastic. As as we kind of wrap things up here, Amy, it, it is really about you know just the whole process, right? We've kind of covered the whole thing of just really making it more efficient and better. Um, and and one of the things I, I ask this question a lot and. You know, you're 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 somebody that actually kind of sits in a position that would have a, a decent size amount of influence on the answer. So this is uh, this will be fun. But I mean, if you had the ability, or I mean, I, I guess from where you sit, because you know, we're, I'm usually talking to a lot of independent agents and technology guys. I mean, from where you sit, like, what is the the thing that you you still see as as kind of if you could wave your magic insurance wand, like, what would make nationwide or just any type of insurance delivery 
or just kind of process like what what is that thing that you've always said like man if we could just get this going we would be set well this may be too simple of an answer for you but we are an industry that is still over way over reliant on paper <laughs> and i i know that consumers i know so many agencies who have said will make a joke about the fact they've gone paperless and then laugh about how much paper there is sitting around in their office. And then I know consumers, uh, and even my husband and I, uh, who are, you know, kind of uh, in the uh, baby boomer category, our uh, the entire rest of our financial life is paperless. And so I think we could meet the needs of consumers better, business owners better, and agents better is as collectively as an industry we really um, leaned more heavily on being digital, digitally exchanging information, and um, got got out of the paper business. Now the post office might miss us, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no. See, what I like about that is is again, we sometimes want to get ahead of ourselves, and there's some really maybe not pretty realities of the fact that if we really got down to it, had honest conversations with ourselves. There's there's way more paper floating around than probably necessary. Um, do you have any sort of inkling as to the holdup on that? Like, what do you think is? Uh, I mean, I know it's it's a it's a give and take on both sides. There's a lot of lack of adoption on agents' part. There's a lot of, in some cases, being independent. You know, not every company is is really pushing that agenda too too fast. Um, is there one thing that you could kind of say to that? I'm just curious as as you see bottlenecking it our perspective it's a bigger issue in the commercial space than it yeah. is in the personal space because I think consumer demand has driven us to get there faster in the personal space yeah. in the commercial space I think one um, it, it's been a, a bit of a lack of demand from the consumer but also uh, it's it's a space where we and the industry in general is less digitized and and the um, Technology hasn't evolved as rapidly as it has in the personal life space. Amy, real quick, before we wrap this up, we got one more question for you. But is there anything that you would want agents to do? Any place that you think they should go check out more about nationwide um, to kind of learn if they if they haven't kind of heard all the stuff? Like, what, where should they go to kind of either connect with you or who should they be looking to do kind of reach out to? So we have um, on. Agent a pay of an agent facing page at nationwide.com where they can come and learn more about it, express an interest in in nationwide, and um, and that would be a great place to start. Or they can send me a message on LinkedIn, and I'll get them hooked up with the right person um, in their geography. I'd give you my personal cell phone number, but that. Yeah. We don't. We don't want. We don't need to go that far. I mean, I mean, we, you don't want texts at like you know seven thirty at night. Hey, I need to get a nationwide contract. What you guys? What can you do for me? Um, exactly. That's just not good. That's not not appropriate dinner conversation. Um, no. Last question for you, Amy. Is I mean, we talked about again a lot of different stuff, but I'm I'm curious. What are you most excited about? What is the thing that you think, man? I can't wait for this. Or we're right here. We're on this thing. Like let's let's go again as an industry, as a company. Uh, for the agents, just in general, what 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 has you the most excited right now? You know what I am super jazzed about is the um, the youth 
that's coming into the business and the youth that's coming into the leadership at agencies. You know, I've been in the business over 30 years, and we're really seeing generational turnover occurring in the agency leadership, and I feel so optimistic about the new agency principals or senior leaders in agencies that are, you know, uh, in their 40s and in their 30s and, and where they're going to take the business. I was at, had an opportunity to be at and speak at an um, industry emerging leader conference last week, and um, there was some super impressive talent there on the carrier side and on the agency and broker side. So I feel, feel very optimistic about where things are going to go um, as we see this next generation of leaders come forward. Well, that's fantastic, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. I'm going to leave it right there. I don't think we could do any better, but I um, really appreciate you taking the time and uh, talking with us today. All right. Very good. Thank you.